Hello, friends, and welcome to the Secrets of a Witch podcast with me, Sabrina Scott, where I talk about life, love, magic, healing, and everything in between. And this is going to be going live a few days after I'm recording it. I am recording this on the beautiful March full moon in Virgo. So it's now been exactly one month, full moon to full moon, since this podcast has been live out in the big bad world. And I just wanted to say thank you so much to each and every one of you for listening. As of this recording, I am now at 4,000 listens of the podcast in just one month, and I am just so humbled and moved and touched by your time and energy and presence and just witnessing of all of my crazy thoughts (laughs) and all of your great feedback. So just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It really means the absolute world to me that you're listening. And I do feel ready to talk about this topic that we're going to get into today because this past month has been really cool because I can see what episodes y'all are listening to the most. And I remember being super scared, like literally scared, to record and hit publish on the episode about wounded masculine energy. I was so afraid. I was like, oh my God, like no one probably wants me to talk about gender in a binary energy way, but I kind of like need to at the moment. And I was like, oh my God, everyone's going to hate this. I'm going to be canceled. But that is actually the second most popular episode on the podcast, which I am finding just completely awesome and also just so surprising and encouraging. So thank you for honoring my ideas and whatever. Okay, anyway, that is enough of me babbling. And now let us begin the topic. So today I want to talk on the pod about the idea that healthy, empowered, masculine energy healthy masculinity can actually create space and empower and pave the way for an expression and an embodiment of healthy femininity. And this is a complicated topic because I haven't even talked about feminine energy yet on this podcast. It is coming. (laughs) I will do it at some point. So it might be just me getting a little bit ahead of myself diving into this topic before I even do that kind of basic 101 on feminine energy. But you know, whatever. I just want to kind of go for it. You guys are smart. I trust you that you will understand what I'm talking about. So I've kind of come to this conclusion through many years of living my life and dating and being a human 
and having a lot of interesting experiences in gender diverse communities and you know identifying previously as non-binary for reasons that I've discussed a little bit in that masculinity episode and I'll probably do an entire episode all about that to be honest because I have gotten a lot of questions about it and I know I can't be the only one with that experience but anyway over the past bunch of years I guess since I was around 27 ish I started to get really interested in starting to reclaim feminine energy and starting to embody that and it has been a long and twisty and difficult road that has humbled me and yeah it's been a lot and I've really reprogrammed my brain my body my being in this way where like obviously my personality is kind of what it is (laughs) I feel like the personality is like more or less kind of stable like you know though my Myers-Briggs did change actually once I healed from a lot of my trauma stuff which is really interesting I used to be an ENFP and now I am an INFJ so that just goes to show that trauma healing can really like completely change some aspects of you But anyway, that's not what this episode is about. (laughs) Clearly, it's a really complicated topic. But what is interesting about feminine energy when it is safe to kind of express that and be that in a situation with another person, let's say in a dating context, is that feminine energy and the way that I understand it and the way that I'm working with it and the way that I've been taught about it and the way that I'm now starting to teach about it It is all about being. There is a beingness to feminine energy rather than a doing. Feminine energy is very fluid. It's very yin. It's very water, earth, cups, pentacles, all of that. It's intuitive. It's flowing. It's earthy. It's deep. It's dark. It's all of these beautiful things. And... You know, thinking back to my younger years and I did not feel safe with femininity like at all whatsoever for so many reasons that I won't get into right now. But it wasn't even like, quote unquote, the patriarchy that made me feel unsafe in my femininity. It was like dynamics in the family, which like I'll talk about another time you know, which I did kind of hint at in that masculinity episode. It was just, there's so many things that did not make me feel safe to embody this divine feminine energy. And when I was like 10 years old and started to get involved with witchcraft and like really dive into that and spirit work and all of that, I always try to connect with divine feminine energy and I just couldn't fucking do it like there were no goddesses or whatever that I could tap into I was desperately trying to connect with Aphrodite but I couldn't there was this block and so the only deities that I worked with at the beginning of my witchcraft journey were male they were actually twins they were hypnos and thanatos the gods of sleep and death and they were my first patron deities at the beginning of my witchcraft journey i was really interested in 
Hellenic Reconstructionism, which is kind of like old school Greek paganism stuff. That was kind of my jam when I was that age. And obviously my practice has changed a lot over the years, but I distinctly remember, you know, all this pressure from the witchy community at that time, like in the 90s, I guess, like the early 2000s, whatever. What is time anyway? (laughs) But anyway, I remember like all this pressure to choose a male patron deity and a female patron deity and I was just so blocked from accessing any feminine energy like I just couldn't do it even in that witchy kind of way I just couldn't I felt so alienated from it like just so deeply alienated from it and years and years later I eventually started to work with Santa Muerte as you guys know I've now been working with her for probably oh my god a long time probably since I was 22 maybe even earlier maybe like 20 so I guess it would be 13 years now ish that I've been working with her in some capacity but even then that like she's a very unconventional feminine force she has a very different energy to her and I'll talk all about that in another episode there's so many episodes I want to make you guys but all of this to say that it was so hard for me to connect with feminine energy and that is something that persisted until my late 20s and early 30s. And I feel like now I've kind of finally figured it out a little bit, way more than I have in the past. And I was so stuck in this masculine energy in all facets of my life. I think the masculine energy of doing, of aggression, of tenacity, of determination, of, you know, take no prisoners, that has served me decently in my schoolwork and career and all of these different things where I've needed to be assertive, to make money, support myself, all of that stuff. But that did not serve me well in my personal life. That did not serve me well in my dating life. I was chasing people, I was aggressive, I was okay with splitting the bill, like, it was ridiculous, and, you know, I'm not gonna get into some of my dating uh, philosophies with this, but more just talk about these broad strokes of energetic polarity, and the power of that in a dating context, and this is, like, such a dense episode already, I feel like you guys are probably like, Sabrina, what the fuck are you talking about? But I think the the concept of energetic polarity is huge. And I used to be so in my masculine energy that I was attracting all of these men that were super feminine, that were not assertive, did not take initiative, that I would have to badger to do A, B, or C. And I found that so exhausting. I felt like if I didn't do it, then it wouldn't get done. Or if I didn't bring it up, it would never get brought up. And you know, there was a lack of trust in me with some of that behavior, of course, but I think there was also this energetic polarity, you know, only one of us could be in that assertive, dominant, masculine energy, and since that was me, those men didn't step up, couldn't step up, and though I wanted to, let's say, be given to, be pampered, be feeling safe and calm and secure in that connection, I never really did because I was in that space of masculine energy and aggression and assertiveness and going after something. And I was never happy in those situations. 
obviously I've had dating experiences since then that have been absolutely fabulous and great and I actually did have a great dating experience when I was younger and still kind of trying to figure that stuff out that's a story that I don't think I'll tell because it's not really anyone's business but all of that to say one thing I've learned over the years of all of this dating and identity and gender and figuring out all of this stuff for myself observing friends observing clients observing students having long conversations with people about this type of stuff being in therapy taking courses myself from people who specialize in masculine and feminine energy polarity it has been so powerful and one of the things that i've learned is to kind of let things be in a sense and trust in the universe to deliver trust in myself that I can deal with whatever happens or doesn't happen trust that whoever is my person will show up will be assertive will go after what they want will create space for me to feel trust for me to feel safe for me to feel taken care of for me to really fully relax into my being as opposed to my doing To create space for me to feel comfortable to unfurl, to be soft. And one of the things I've learned is that it's so much easier to be that way, to connect to this sensual feminine embodiment that is peaceful, that is confident, that is calm, that is patient, that is not immediate that is not grasping at straws, that is not grasping at scarcity. In order to really tap into that feminine energy, there is so much that we have to let go. And there's stepping away from that masculinity, let's say in the dating context, if that is the polarity that you want in your life, which I know for me it is. And my co-host Awaz says, hello. Hello, Awaz. And so it's something that has been very present in my life over the past while. And it has been absolutely a beautiful spiritual experience to finally feel like it is safe to unfurl in my femininity. To feel like it's safe to be sexual, to be sensual, to be soft, to not be always the driver of what happens when it happens, etc. To step back and trust that someone confident and in their healthy masculine energy will be able to step up, step forward and be that driver of the ship of the situation because I know that ultimately where I am happiest in a dating context is that space of embodied goddess energy, embodied femininity, which again is not based on manipulation. It's not based on insecurity. It's not based on a need for control. The divine feminine is okay with not knowing. The divine feminine is okay with riding the waves. The divine feminine is the waves. The divine feminine is the table, if that makes sense. 
if, if you're a woman and you're listening and if anyone's ever asked you what do you bring to the table it's like yeah I am the table <laughs> and I think that is a beautiful thing and while I am absolutely a feminist I believe in women's rights I believe in gender equality and all of that stuff one of the things that I have found a little bit upsetting over the years about some forms of feminine or (laughs) feminism (laughs) is that sometimes it does encourage this very unhealthy relationship to femininity where there's an encouragement of women to be aggressive and moving in this way that is like proactively protective it's like we're creating these giant walls around ourselves and we don't let anyone in and there's these narratives around all men being shit and so all these feminist women are building these castles around themselves and maybe they let a man in but they like browbeat him the whole time and it's just like toxic and weird and self-flagellating for the man and like you know it's just bizarre and I could talk about this like forever some of the things that I've observed and I'm sure some of y'all have observed and I'm in no way like one of those like neoconservative trad wife people like I'm not like that at all I think anyone who knows my work and knows me and all of that will know that without me needing to spell it out but in case you're new to me that's just you know that's the situation but I think we lose something when our only pictures of womanhood are aggressive and masculine and I think it's totally cool for the women who really vibe on that to be vibrating on that level I think that's like cool like everyone can do what they want but I kind of hate that that is presented as the only option in pop culture in the west at least in North America it's like this girl boss thing and like I'm down with the girl boss thing like I have a business obviously but I don't want to be a girl boss 24 7 like I want to do that in my business and I do not want to be like that really anywhere else like I want to step into femininity and softness and stillness and trust and not feeling like I need to micromanage and control every single thing or caretake every single thing or nag or complain or control or any of that and I just think that so much of the discourse right now on womanhood and I guess manhood to some extent too is just really toxic you know what I mean it's like very bizarre and so what I find more useful and beautiful for me and what has made my life so much better especially in the dating context is to embrace this idea of energetic polarity which I do talk about in my magic course though I don't talk about it in a gendered way whatsoever but I do think in let's say my dating life I do much prefer that polarity. I don't want us to be the same. I don't want our energies to be the same. I want our energies to show up differently. 
because for me, that's fun and interesting. And it has been so expansive to realize that I can lean back in this empowered, healthy, feminine energy and trust that a man who is connected to his healthy, empowered, masculine energy can come and meet me where I'm at and desire me enough to show up, to pursue me, to court me in an actual way. One of the things that bothers me about the way that a lot of feminists talk about contemporary dating is there is no room for courtship anymore. And I hate that. Like, courtship is so beautiful, and it's such an amazing experience. Like, it feels fun. It feels exciting. It feels really beautiful to be impressed, to be taken to experience amazing things, to have someone come up with interesting, cool, fun stuff that is someone that you're into as well to share that with you. And that is beautiful. Like, I think as women, we can aspire to more than Netflix and chill. We can aspire to more than let's go for coffee. We can aspire to more than let's go for a walk. Like, are we 12? Like, what? And I know some may disagree with me about this. Um, I'm not a dating coach or anything like that. I teach about spirituality, I teach about witchcraft, I teach about magic, I teach about energy, but, and, I am also teaching about what I've learned about healing and about living a good life that is happy, and this is one of those things that I've learned along the way, and I know some of this might sound like, what, to some of you guys, and that's okay, like, if it doesn't resonate, like, keep doing you like I'm not going to tell you how to live your life but what I will say is that one thing I've learned as well is that a lot of women don't believe they're worthy of this divine masculine treatment a lot of women feel guilty if a man buys them dinner a lot of women feel guilty if a man pays their uber and like I hate that (laughs) because I think The world can be so much more and there are men out there who are healthy and are willing to show up in that feminine, for a feminine woman, if that makes sense. But what's really interesting about this idea of polarity is these healthy masculine men are not going to be compelled towards women who are in their masculine energy when they're dating. They're like aggressive go-getter energy when they're dating which is so interesting to me and so I do think polarity this idea that there's give and take there's giving there's receiving I guess is the better way to put that there's active there's receptive there is the divine giving providing planning masculine energy and then there is the feminine energy that is reflective receptive soft present embodied and we can only really be truly embodied in this divine feminine way if we have done a lot of work to heal our trauma and that is something that i've realized over the years because divine feminine goddess energy if you're going to actually embody that It is 
playful. It is light. It is easy breezy. It is unattached. It has feelings. Yeah, of course, you can fall in love. You can have crushes. You can do all of that. It's not unfeeling. It's not heartless. But it also isn't moving from a space of clenching, of lack, of fear. The divine feminine is trusting, and it is so much easier to trust once we are healed. And so that is something that I'm noticing about some of this like feminist aggression in a lot of women right now. And I think a lot of that does come from being really traumatized and not knowing how to heal that and overcompensating for that lack of healing by putting up walls and by cutting off men before they can even have a chance, before they even get a word in. Because sometimes for these women, opening themselves up is too scary, it's too hard, it feels like it's too risky, and for many women it might be, until they've done more work on their trauma, more work on their mental health, more work on their own personal healing process, more work on figuring out their radar of who is a healthy man who wishes them well and who is not, because we all know, yep, there is some out there who is not good, (laughs) just like anything, right? So... I have so much to say about this, and I do feel this episode has been a smidge meandering, and I'm okay with that because, you know, sharing these ideas, it's me talking about stuff that I've been learning and embodying recently, and it is just energy work on a completely different level. Like, I love teaching magic, I love teaching witchcraft and all of that stuff. I think it's so beautiful and mediumship but this feminine energy stuff it's like witchcraft with your own body and mind without the tools without you know without the candles without the incense without any of that it's just this complete and total transformation of the mind body spirit as an experience and there is this really fascinating internal alchemy and integration that I've experienced with it all that is this like profound healing form of energy work and I would also call it a form of witchcraft even though I'm not like walking in circles chanting clapping (laughs) lighting candles or anything like that it's a completely different thing and it's been such a fascinating journey and so I just wanted to share a little bit of that with you guys because I'm sure I'm not the only one who is thinking about some of these things like gender dynamics, gender polarity, and all of that. And if you're listening to this and you're non-binary or you're gender fluid, that is totally a-okay. Or maybe you are binary trans, like that's cool. I 100% welcome and honor that. I think that's fucking cool. And I have no shade on that whatsoever. Um, But, and this is my podcast. I get to talk about what I want to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) And I think there's a lot of places that folks can hear about uh, trans issues specifically, and I encourage you to go seek out those podcasts and those thinkers and those books and all of that. But this podcast is about my own experience and some stuff that I've been working through, and I haven't really seen that many people talk about this the stuff that I'm talking about, this idea of energetic polarity of masculine and feminine energy and relating that to witchcraft. And it's something that I'm still working through. And so you guys are getting the kind of like 
raw version of what I'm going through right now, how I am energetically transforming my own being, mind, body, and spirit, because this is my focus right now, as I've kind of done a lot of the other magic stuff, right? Obviously, it's always a learning process. We can always learn more. But what's really exciting me right now and what's really lighting me up right now is stepping into this divine feminine energy embodiment. And so that's just what I want to talk about today and how it is so much easier to do that, be that, vibrate in that way when we are with healthy masculine energy men who create space for us to unfurl and bloom in our softness. And I just think that that dichotomy energetically can be so beautiful and electrifying. And I just want to fucking give voice to that and just create space for it. So yeah, that's the episode. (laughs) It's a long one today, my friends. So I'm really curious if this is going to get as many listens as the one on wounded masculine energy. I still can't believe that is the second most popular episode of the podcast, but you know, I love being surprised. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. If you actually listen to this entire 30 minute long episode, you are a badass. I love you. Thank you so much for sharing your precious time with me. Like it really means the world. So thank you. Okay, friends. So this has been the Secrets of a Witch podcast with me, Sabrina Scott. You can say hi, of course, at sabrinamscott.com. My Instagram is sabrinamscott. You can creep my clothing line. And I actually just launched a few new sweaters and a few hoodies just in time for this past full moon. So do check it out. Everything does look super spring, summer, tacular. Honestly, it's so cute. There's some baby blue offerings and I just think they're the cutest. So check it out. Shop sabrinamscott.com. What else? If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend. I would really appreciate it. That would make my day. And please leave a rating five stars. If you hate it, just stop listening. It's not rocket science. Yeah, that's it. If you hate it, tell no one. (laughs) And if you're a YouTuber, I just uploaded episodes of the podcast on YouTube. My YouTube is just Sabrina Scott, youtube.com slash Sabrina Scott. Pretty easy to find. So do give me a subscribe on there if you want to keep afloat on what I'm going to be posting. I think eventually it'll be videos and stuff. So we'll see. Anyway, friends, much love. Sending you good vibes all the way from over here in Toronto to wherever it is you happen to be in this big, beautiful world that we live in. All right, friends, happy full moon, happy March, happy all of the things, and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye!